I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to... If you want to drop us a line, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguide to stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find this show, but even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide 2, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. Oh boy, this is going to be a fun episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so one of the things that we thought we would do is try to find out what kind of questions extroverts have for introverts. Mm-hmm. We seem to be this like just this creature. It's not very well known. So we thought we'd dispel some myths. To be honest, I think that the mystery... So to to us, the extrovert is a mystery. Mm-hmm. And to, to the extrovert, we are a mystery. It's like... It's like the, because it's so ingrained in your nature. It's mm-hmm. like when you find out that, that there's two kinds of people. People who have uh, an internal monologue mm-hmm. and people who don't. <laughs> and and people who people who don't have like the for people who have an internal monologue the people who don't um are f- completely foreign mm-hmm. and i imagine it's same as somebody with an internal monologue i imagine it is the same for people who do not of course so where do we begin let us begin i suppose well, where do we solicit these questions from? Because they came from all over. Yeah, one of them, one of which will be from my husband. Okay. Which is, yeah, he he had a few, but we narrowed it to one. Okay. We you know we did our usual soliciting on on social media, but I also went into the extroverts subreddit and uh, asked them if they had any questions, and so we will be attempting to answer those as well. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Why don't we? And and with the exception of of your husband, uh, we have not included the names of the people who who asked the questions. I, there, there's there's a lot. Yeah. Ooh, where do we start? Where do we start? <laughs> Why don't we start with your husband Steve's question? So upon telling him that this was the episode we were going to do, I asked him if there were any questions he had, and he had a few. But again, I found this one to be found this one to be a good question. And he asks, extroverts have an easier time in disengaging in a conversation. We seem to feel fearless to state the boundary. How do introverts disengage a conversation, say at a bar or a coffee shop? You want to be alone and someone near you is sparking a conversation. Do you just deal with it? 
Do you have to force yourself to be blunt? Or do you develop your own way of surviving the situation? And is it different for all introverts? I know what my answer for this is, but Jess, I'm curious what your answer is. I don't have any sort of preconceived answer. I I feel like a lot of introverts I know definitely have a script that that just works across all the spectrums in disengaging. Um, I myself am, I'm a little too polite and I have a really hard time. Uh, there, there does come a point in the conversation where I just stop giving input and I just stick with the, mm-hmm, oh yeah, yeah, right. And then that's it. And, and I just kind of leave it at that. I don't have any real survival tactics. I, really, I, I don't. You think I would at this point, but I, but I don't. So I, it, for me, it would definitely vary for introvert to introvert. Interesting. I, I think I'm sort of in a similar spot to you. I am usually if let's say that it's a coffee shop and someone is coming over trying to spark up a conversation. If I'm sitting in that coffee shop, I'm doing something. Whether I am reading a book or writing or something. And so I go completely monosyllabic. If somebody's trying to start spark up a conversation. Um, and there mm-hmm. may not even be words involved. Uh, it might just be like, huh? Mm. While I keep looking at what I am doing. Yeah. It's really dangerous when an extrovert makes a general observation of the Mm. room. It's best not to, to go past, go past that monosyllable that that's it. Don't go, don't go further. Well, I mean, the thing is that like, you're not going to get much more out of me. And if you keep going, I'm, I'm going to get really angry. I'm going to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to do something very serious. Ooh, like what? I'm going to shut my book and I'm going to go to another coffee shop. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'd, I'd be too scared. I would be too scared. <laughs> oh, that's saying that, I'm not saying that I would, I would, it. I would look at like, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like me, like, Good day, sir. You have ruined my coffee shop experience as I storm out. It wouldn't be anything like that. I would, I would head down as like make try to probably I'd end up making trying to make it look like I it was time to go. And I put my book away. Yeah. And I would get up and put on my coat and I would go. All the while thinking, Good day, sir. You have ruined my coffee shop experience. Why did I imagine you wearing a monocle? I hope that you're imagining, because in my imagination at that moment, I am wearing an imaginary monocle. Oh, you just need a monocle now. I know exactly what you're getting for Christmas, buddy. Please, no. <laughs> Too late. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Here's one. And this one uh, uh, came from Reddit, I believe. Do you have more introverted friends or extroverted friends? I want to think that introverts wouldn't be into the same things as most extroverts, but they also would have a tough time finding other introverts due to their nature. I can't say for sure, but I think I might have more introvert friends than extrovert friends. I have no idea how that happened. (laughs) Okay, good question. I, I do have a problem with the assumption that it's hard for introverts to make friends. The whole that they would have a tough time finding other introverts due to their nature. Mm. We're, we're not 
exactly timid. And and we've gone over that in our whole introverted, not shy episode where Phil had an enraged passion overcome him. I don't know if it was enraged. (laughs) I was just very passionate about the topic. (laughs) It gave me goosebumps. Oh, okay. It was good. Good job. Now, it's not hard in this day and age for other introverts to find other introverted friends. I I would say the internet has provided us with many, many an outlet to socialize Mm -hmm. in that regard. Um, I find myself currently having more introverted friends than I do extroverted. In fact, I think I only have two, two or three extroverted. I have to really think about Mm -hmm. that, but only about two or three right now. So, but again, I think this one's going to vary. I I think that's kind of tough to say on how you surround yourself. I think it, I I agree. It's likely to vary. There's the, the question of, um, I want to think that introverts wouldn't be into the same things as most extroverts. Mm-hmm. I suppose that depends on what is meant by into like mm-hmm. we're all like movies. We're into, we're all into movies, mm-hmm. video games. And many of us are into video games like into yes. Going out to bars. Not so much. Yeah. That those are going to vary across the board. They are. So um, that particular aspect is a bit of a is a bit of a problem, but I think if I'm looking at my the friends my friends, I skew more towards having more introverted friends, but I have some very good extroverted friends. Yes, absolutely. And I think the the importance in making sure that you can have a friend who is say an extrovert as an introvert is that they understand or at least accept that you need different things than they do. Yeah, I feel, not not to say it needs to be a formal conversation, but I think at some point, either it's already happened or it should happen at some point, talking about the relation, your, your friendship mm. and the relationship overall. I, I've had that conversation before. It's, it's not an awkward one. It's not certainly one that was very cordial. It was just, you know, it, it was polite, but it was very much a... I think you need to know who I am as a person and what I get out of a friendship versus maybe your expectation on me right now. And it's a, it's a great conversation. Mm-hmm. It actually, you know, it can be enriching. Yeah. One of the ways that you might want to, like if you're, if you're looking around at your friend group and you're not sure about who the introverts are in your group, if you were, if you were with a group of people who go out, say to a club, the introvert is likely the one if going out to the bar who needs to have a couple of glasses in them before they go. Or they're the ones that canceled last minute. There is also that possibility as well. <laughs> it's me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, next question. What does being an introvert mean to you? Do you have social anxiety? Uh, so there's, there's two distinct questions. Mm-hmm. What does being an introvert mean to me? I mean, there's the clinical aspect of it, and that is that I find I gain my own my energy from being by myself. It comes from within. Mm-hmm. Whereas as they understand for the extrovert, their the energy that they have to get through the day or whatever comes from being around other people and interacting with other people. Mm-hmm. I find that draining. Mm-hmm. And that is that is that's the clinical what is an introvert versus an extrovert? And it's about right. where you, what energizes you. 
as for what it means to me, I think, yeah, it's, it's about, yeah, I, I don't see it as anything more than that, to be honest. It's, it is a way of moving through the world and moving through a world that when I grew up, it was discouraged to be an introvert. Mm. And so all of those, when an introvert in school was assumed to be a shy and B encouraged to not be an introvert. And so it's, it's, it's a matter of having to accept that I move through the world and I interact with the world in a way that is different from the accepted norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As for do I have social anxiety? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I find some circumstances to be, um, to give me anxiety, but I don't generally have anxiety a lot of the time. Just mm. when I'm going to like, a friend's birthday party. <laughs> Parties in general. Yes. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like it, it's interesting because you, you said it and I totally agree. It's, I don't want to go too far into what I think an introvert means to me because, you know, we've, as we've been doing this show, we've been doing the show since 2019, 18. How long have we been doing? How long have we been doing this show for, Phil? I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, my gosh. We launched like in May, but I'm trying to remember if it was 2018 or... Oh, it was 2018. It was ah, 2018. There we go. Wow. We've yeah. been doing this show for almost two years. Wow. Anyways, back to little rabbit trail there. I've learned that there's so many varying degrees, variations of being an introvert, and it is solely unique to you. The common denominator is that, and and I, you know, using that clinical definition, I I like to imagine that there's a little battery and, and, you know, there are some batteries that are just okay with other batteries. They, They can, you know, charge away with other ones, but there's batteries that do need to be plugged into the wall before they can go and and be of use into another appliance, what have you. They still need to charge and they can, that can be done by yourself. Um, anything past that point I find is putting too much of my own voice into what introversion is. What it means to me is I'm okay being on my own. I prefer to be on my own and I'm a little bit more introspective and, and, and can just have that moment of, of solitude in my own mind. Do I have social anxiety? I already have depression, anxiety. Um, so that that's already been with me that my social anxiety kind of stems off of the anxiety as it is. However, with that being said, there are times where I can enter into a social situation and not be anxious about it, but it does have to be already familiar territory. It, it can't be, you know, like for you, Phil, it can't be parties. If I don't mind going to parties, I just, I have to know everyone that's going to be there. I, I it has to be at a place that I'm I'm familiar with, uh, like someone's house, or if it's a bar, hopefully it's not too busy and maybe there's a private room booked. But I, yeah, like I, it just really depends on the situation. But yeah, but maybe seven times out of ten, I have social anxiety. But 
that doesn't mean all introverts have social anxiety. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned about the party, like having to know everybody in the room. I don't necessarily need to know everybody who's going to be there, mm-hmm. but I do need to know how large the group is. Right, right. Like if it's like seven people or more, that's going to that's that's going to give me a little bit of anxiety, even if I know them all. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're the guy that checks the the interested and in going list on Facebook if it's an event. 100%. Thank God for <laughs> Facebook. Absolutely. What a time to be alive. Okay, here's an here's another question. This mm-hmm. is an interesting one. Do you think someone that is extroverted could become an introvert? I think so. I do. do you? I think people I think people change. Uh that doesn't mean that they change, you know, from one day to another. Um my mom right now uh used to identify as an extrovert. However, she's mentioned to me a few times because she's listened to the podcast and she said, you know, I've been thinking about it and I think I'm identifying more as an introvert. And I don't know if it's something, and th- this is her words, I don't know if it's just something that comes with age uh, or or if it's just, it's really been in me the whole time, but she's feeling more like an introvert. And, I, and I've known some introverts that have, radically changed over 10 years since I've known them and they're they're blatantly more extroverted and they and they've full out said you know I don't know why I ever thought I was an introvert in the first place so I I think people change hmm hmm that's an interesting it's an interesting thought um Mm. because it is something that's very close to the to your personality and Mm -hmm. yes things can change about your personality but I often wonder like I used to think of myself as an extrovert, Mm -hmm. but that was because I thought I was supposed to be as a performer, right? That that's the thing that, that in order to be a successful performer or even really a performer at all, that I had to be an extrovert, Mm -hmm. but I now know that I have never been an extrovert um, and that I, I, cause I was experiencing like discomfort and anxiety before going to some big party or whatever. I hated it. Mm-hmm. So I was always, I, I was always an introvert, even though at some points I, 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 I was an extrovert. Oh, sorry. I was mm-hmm. like, even though I thought I was an extrovert because of the whole like there are people that I know who, um, you know, if they go to a party, like I mentioned, they fortify themselves with some alcohol before they go. <laughs> and that makes them outgoing. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make them an extrovert. That makes them an introvert that needs booze to to uh, um, let down that particular um, um, uh, discomfort level. Right. And that's not that's not a judgment. That's not a judgment because you know what? Whatever gets you through that social interaction. It it's true. If it's you know, it it and not to imply that it's a it's an unhealthy one, but if that's your coping mechanism, then then right, oh, then for sure, whatever whatever floats your boat, right? But you know, it's interesting that you say that you used to think you were an extrovert. Do you remember the moment where you started to question that? Um, 
I actually think that it may have been, um, I probably was in my thirties, mm-hmm. probably mid thirties. Mm. I don't remember what started it, but I think I just started, I, I, I would spend time at home mm-hmm. and realize that that was like more pleasant and energizing for me than going out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I think I started to have hints of that because I think I remember being a kid and always just making up those excuses not to go out, always preferring to be on my own. I, I mean, again, I would have seemed outgoing. So to myself I and to others around me, I would have seemed like an extrovert, but you know, definitely the signs and symptoms as I was growing up all added up that no, I am definitely an introvert i am very okay with that the interesting thing about the idea like could an extrovert become an introvert or vice versa there's the indication on the myers-briggs test Mm -hmm. which when you take it will, will sort of give you an idea of like what is your percentage towards uh extrovert or introvert Mm-hmm. And one and 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 somebody who is sort of on the cusp and very close might lean one way, but have the potential to go the other way. Right. I, however, am like, oh, let me pull it up, actually. And just to, just I to know I was just looking it up too. <laughs> very specifically, like I'm 88 percent introvert. You're way higher. Oh, not way higher. You're 10 percent higher than me. I'm at 78. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't lean towards extrovert at all, but somebody who was closer on that scale between the I and the E uh, would probably have an easier time shifting between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've said so many times, there is a spectrum. Next question. What happens in your head when you're enjoying your alone time? When do people pop up in your thoughts or do you think about your friends and family a lot? And when do you know how to reach out to them? Do you act immediately if you get the thought or wait for a better time? I don't know. I'm really curious. Ha ha. What happens in your head when you're enjoying your learning time? When do people pop up in your thoughts or do you think about your friends and family a lot? The reason I think the reason why I hesitate to to answer this question is because (laughs) I would have to admit that when I'm in my alone time, I don't think about my friends and family much at all. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was sitting here. I'm like, oh, this is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. If it honestly, if it was not for Facebook and other things, I may not think about them for a great amount of time. You know what? It's not, I'm sorry. It is not a selfish thing. It is, it is nothing to be that we should be ashamed of because, you know, as we've said in our maintaining friendships episode, there's definitely a time management organization aspect to that part of mm. our lives where, where we really do need to allot time for friends and family. You know, we, we can't be totally isolated and, you know, living the hermit life as much as we want. And which is, and which is also really easy to do. Oh, so easy. Oh my gosh, too easy. But what are we, what happens in our head when we're enjoying our alone time? And I, it depends what I'm doing. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. Am I reading a book? Am I painting? Am I 
Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I think I actually think that to me, the essential part of this question is the when do people pop up in your thoughts? And when do you reach out to them? I think if it's been like maybe like I don't know about you, Phil, but if it's been like a couple of days for me and I haven't talked to any of my friends, I've just blown them off. I make a plan to do so soon. So I am definitely the, for the lack of better phrasing, a quote unquote better time. I I do make a plan for it, but if it pops up in my head immediately, I don't tend to act on that impulse. I'm, and this is, I need to preface this just by saying that that what I'm about to say is in no means intended to call you out. Oh boy. If a friend texts me, I always respond to them right away. Oh no. That is, that is me. If they text, I respond. I like to think I'm pretty quick with responding to you. I'm quickly going back in our conversations, like looking timestamps. I am not saying, I'm not saying in your responses to me, Jess, you yourself have said that you are terrible at responding to texts and often do not. Okay. Yeah, that's so true. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I hate notifications. So if a friend texts me while I'm in alone time, I will respond. Mm Mm-hmm. Give it left to my own devices. If a friend does not text me for several days, chances are I honestly don't think about texting them. Mm. That is why, as we discussed in our maintaining friendships uh, conversation, I have notifications that tell me to send messages to the people I I really care about Mm -hmm. to make sure that I am I am thinking about them. And that I am sending the messages in order to maintain the friendships and relationships that are most important. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, it's a lot of the times an introvert does feel guilty because we do feel like bad friends. We, we do feel like th- those friends that just that, that are not mentally present for other people. It's not true. It is something that I find a lot of us do struggle with. Um, I myself, I do struggle um, a lot of the times because I have that little neuroses of not wanting to see the notification up, I'll, I'll tap it. It's open. And then I'll just forget altogether to do it, you know, to, to get back. But you know, I have taken a, a note from your book there, Phil, and placed a notification setting now on my phone to remind me to do that. That's good. That's good. I do notice that, that you, uh, that you don't, uh, have, uh, read receipts on, on your iMessage. Um, is that, and that- is that really? That's how that's how you're able to get away with that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm calling you so hard. That's okay. I, know. I you know what? I I can't get away with it on Messenger. No, you can't because you don't have the ability no. to turn that off. Now, I do want to say that when I am with my friends, I am 100 percent present. Mm, mm-hmm. That's why, you know. While I do have those notifications to um, to remind me to send messages to to the most important friends, it is also those are the ones that will come to mind first, right? Because I'm messaging them, or they have messaged me the most. There is a bit more to this. Do we want to address the what happens in your head when you're enjoying your alone time? <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that question. Let's go. Let's put a pin in that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's let's just let's just dive in. All right. 
Phil, um, you first. Okay. What is the most common way that I am spending alone time? There are likely to be two activities, th- three activities, two, two, I mean, like, let's say, let's, let's be honest. There's two activities that I'm most likely to be doing. Um, I'm either watching Netflix or similar streaming content, or I am playing video games. <laughs> so we have this video game point- dependency episode we need to work on. <laughs> Listen, it's not a dependency. <laughs> We've discussed this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, it's not a dependency, but it's, it's, these are, these are the ways that I, especially if I am recharging, if I have had a day when I'm interacting with a lot of people, 100%, I will come home and turn on a video game because I need the brain off time. Mm-hmm. In which case, when that is happening, I am not thinking of anything other than the video game or the, or the show that I'm watching. I think it, yeah, it takes a lot of effort for me to really turn off the world. I, I mean, because of because of my anxiety, it does take a lot of energy to to really focus in on something and allow myself the pleasure of being engaged in an activity I enjoy. I get super guilty when I am sitting down and I'm writing at my desk, and I take like maybe an hour to myself. A lot of times, and and again, this is not a common thing for all introverts is just unique to me and to other people I'm sure that we connect with but I get that anxiety of you should be doing something productive and I'm doing something productive I really am mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think I am trying so hard to consciously focus on whatever I'm doing that it's really just the activity I'm focusing on and and nothing else unless I am streaming a movie like you know later on at night or I myself am playing video games then you know, then I'm definitely just focused in on, on that. For instance, it's, it's easy right. for me to turn off during that time. Right. Yeah. Hope that satiated that, that curiosity. I hope, I hope, <laughs> I hope, I hope we answered that question. Yeah. I hope we didn't disappoint. Here's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Is it mostly how long you are doing whatever the event is with people rather than the event itself? Does that make sense? Or does it matter how many people are at the event? Or both? Oh, that's a good question. I think for me, just speaking for myself, for me, it is how long the event is and how many people. So for me, it's both. Then this is going to sound a little, a little strange. If the event is super short and there's not very many people there, I actually... Hear me out. I tend to not want to go to those uh, those events. I don't want to leave my house for that. If I'm going to go out, it's got to be for a, a long period of time. It, it's got to be the and the people there. I mean, doesn't really matter in that aspect. But again, it, it depends on what it is, right? I find it more. I find it easy to work myself up into going to these events, knowing it's going to be a little bit longer of a time. That doesn't mean that I enjoy it. That doesn't mean I'm sitting there okay with how long this is taking, but I find it worth my while to charge up for these events rather than doing this whole, okay, I got to leave the house in like two hours. I'm going to be coming back. I don't have time to do this or that. And then I got to redefine like my whole evening. So I find it easier on myself as an introvert if it's a little bit longer, but it's, I'm definitely not going to be socializing for a long time after that. 
Yeah, definitely. If the event is say, if it's a, like an hour long event, um, it takes so much for me to psych my way myself up mm-hmm. to go to that thing that it is not worth it for that to be only an hour. Exactly. Yeah. But as for me, it really depends on it. Like it's both, right? If it's a small group of people, then um, I can go for several hours mm. with at say a party. If it's like a party of five people, mm-hmm. my, you know my magic number, then like I can go. I can be at that party for three four hours, and it will not tire me out. However. Once I pass that threshold, it's over. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's a large party, then the effort to remain is is greater. So I will tire out faster because there's more people. Right. So it's less about how long and really sort of about the ratio to people. Because like I said, small group of people, I can stay a long time. Large group of people, I can only stay a short amount of time, but I will at the end be just as exhausted mm-hmm. regardless of which scenario it is. Right. It's just whether or not how how much effort it takes us to get ready for that situation. Is it worth it? And in my head, nine times out of 10, it's not. <laughs> but no, can't say that for all situations. No, but no. I mean, the truth of the matter is that it takes, regardless of whether it is a large party or a large gathering or a large event or a small event, the amount of effort it takes us to be able to, to, to get ready to go. And that's not like choosing an outfit or anything. That is just charging up and, and, and psyching yourself up to be around people. Oh, yeah. It starts with right in the morning with that coffee. If I know in advance it's coming, I feel like Rocky every time I wake up and I'm just like getting ready and warming up. So there's one last question. Okay. And and you love this question. And <laughs> so I want you to, to read this question. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Hold on. Let me just take a breath here. <laughs> okay. Why do you laugh and smile when you're all alone? Do you speak to yourself or listen to yourself? First of all, how do you know that this is happening? <laughs> if we're all alone, there's it's if if a tree is falling down in the woods and no one's around to hear it, did it really make a noise? I have a question, Jess. Oh no. Before you go too much further into this. Yeah. Do you laugh and smile when you're all alone? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm hilarious. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do the same. So we can't get up on our high horse and say, how dare you? You don't know because obviously this person knows. <laughs> oh, they do. Oh, they do. They've they've somehow walked in on an introvert doing this and just just gaily laughing in, in their solitude. <laughs> But here, so here's what is likely happening in that situation, because I've spent, you know, long periods of time by myself, Mm -hmm. week, maybe more, you know, and I'm fine with it. Um, And in that time, chances are I have begun to have conversations in my head. And like you, I'm hilarious. And so 
I will smile because the, the conversation in my head was really good or I thought of something funny. The worst is if I if I'm actually just out walking mm-hmm. and I have a funny thought and this has happened where I've had a funny thought and it is so funny that I can't not laugh out loud. <laughs> not see you doing it but you do don't you you do but it's happened actually absolutely it's happened and i'll be i'm out and there's people around and i laugh and everybody's like who's the crazy guy laughing (laughs) and i want to explain no i just had a really funny thought but i don't think that helps (laughs) no i don't think so oh my gosh do you listen to yourself of course i listen to myself full of gold but do you but do you speak to yourself i do oh i'm not afraid yeah i'm not afraid to admit that i absolutely talk to myself at home no absolutely i i also um i will have a conversation the i think um when i had pets i would talk to them Mm -hmm. and that's more socially acceptable than talking to yourself but now that i don't have pets um i talk to myself Mm -hmm. and that's that's just how it is. And that's totally okay. Sometimes I even crack out the recorder and I'll record myself talking if I actually think I've stumbled on something good. I mean, like we're writers. Yeah. If we hear something we're saying that's really good and it's really raw and we can work with that, I will absolutely record myself talking and I will allow myself to go on a tangent. Wow, you record yourself. I, I write it down, but yeah, same thing. Oh yeah, no, I totally have like archives of like years of recordings that I still am trying to transcribe, but that that's just not going to happen. The more the years have passed, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm just going to keep an audio journal, I think. Which you'll never listen back to. Hey, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) I might make time. It's true. It's true. You might. Yeah. I mean, I probably won't, but I might. Here's a question. Okay. Have we learned something today? extroverts just have no idea what to think of us sometimes (laughs) i mean that's true that's true but uh to play devil's advocate there we often don't know what to think of extroverts that's fair it really is a a a fun little back and forth i find and i i think i think they're on to us what do you mean by that well i mean okay how would this this person know that asked the question that i am walking around laughing to myself like come on (laughs) i think steve had another question in there and he didn't want to admit to it maybe i think he overheard (laughs) (laughs) but like literally i think they may see these things but just like just like the introvert, the extrovert doesn't understand, like we don't understand how they are able to do the things they do. How can they enjoy being in a group of people like that? They don't understand how we can be alone for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's elusive. Yeah. Yeah. Did you learn anything? I don't know. I learned actually, you know, I, I, I did, I did learn, similar that that they like we don't understand each other mm-hmm. i think the problem is that 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 introverts are not great at talking how do we how do we put this because i think that we're not communicating with each other because we communicate in different ways right i think like introverts we just we we get it there's no explanation yeah. necessary whereas we have a whole 
giant group of people that, you know, almost vastly outnumber us. I mean, this really is the extrovert's world and the people that need to understand us the most, we're not talking to. 